0: Welcome back to Shit Talk Fridays, everybody. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, Evo.
1: Happy Friday.
0: I'm not even going to front. I'm like super hyped for today's episode.
1: Uh, Yeah, I can see why.
0: <laughs> I don't think the reason you think I'm hyped for it is why I'm hyped for it, though. Really? Yeah, I'm just like in a hype mood today. I was listening to some music earlier that got me like pretty hype. So I think that's what it is. I'm like piggybacking off of that mm. that feeling
1: so but what is it about the episode that you feel like has got you hype
0: i think i'm just excited overall just to talk, oh, okay. talk today all right, i can feel that i feel like it's been a while but it's only been a fucking week so yeah. i don't know but let's cheers we're drinking wine today actually ladies and gentlemen yeah,
1: we, we decided to tone it down a little bit we're going kind of hard <laughs> with the tequila <laughs> take it easy take it
0: easy all right so let's cheers, cheers. and uh, it's just white wine nothing special
1: mm.
0: So, in the spirit of last week's episode, which was, fuck these kids, we decided to have an episode called, fuck "Fuck these parents. parents. (laughs) And I know that that may sound kind of harsh, like, damn, yo, fuck parents? But from my personal experience, I grew up having a lot of family and friends tell me things like, I should forgive my mother and my father for the things that they did to me because they're my parents.
1: Yeah, well, this episode goes out to trifling as parents.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And not necessarily just trifling. They could just be really difficult parents. You get what I'm saying? I mean, I
1: think we're talking about like toxic parents in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Trifling. I mean, what I would like to call call this trifling because some of the characteristics of toxic parents are really fucking trifling.
0: Yeah. For one thousand so, percent.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I personally I personally deeply resented when people would say things to me like, you know, you should forgive your mom, you should forgive your dad, they're they're your parents, they gave life to you. And in those moments when people would say things to me like that, it was a total dismissal in my eyes of my feelings and my experiences. So I like really hated when people said that type of shit to me especially when someone didn't know like the full like story of mm-hmm. what I went through with my parents so for someone just to easily just be like yeah just just forgive them and you know because they gave you life i don't think it's that easy
1: i i feel like for many years you um misconstrued that statement you know you i feel like you took it as literally like forgive them you know as like hey i forgive you and you know you have been forgiven and kind of like Allowing them to think that or believe that all their actions, you know, have not affected you. But in most cases, when someone has dealt with trauma, especially by the hands of another person, it's it's important for that person to forgive them. Not personally to them, just to go through their own experience, mostly, most cases, by themselves to forgive, right? Because when you when you have harsh feelings against someone, carrying those harsh feelings can affect you as a human. Now when you forgive someone and you actually when you literally forgive someone, you release those harsh feelings. when you have a when you have an argument, when we have an argument was to where like I may have done something to you and then you forgive me, that's it. you forgive me and you move on, right? M- in most cases, that's what happens, right? Yeah, so that's the idea of forgiving. It's so that you just forgive so that you're able to move on. You don't carry those things, you let them go because you have forgiven. You don't necessarily have to forgive that person face to face. but I get why you know you, felt the way that you felt and you reacted the way that you reacted Mm -hmm. because of your experiences but for a long time I felt like that you you took that as like you needed to like literally forgive them personally
0: that's great in all evil Uh, fine I may have misconstrued what the term forgiveness meant when it came to my parents but you yourself were one of those people that put me in a position where you said you know, this is your mother. Um, once upon a time when, right before we were going to get married, I was really adamant about like not having my mother involved in our wedding or th- the whole marriage thing. And you really pushed the issue of having her around because you felt like, let's give her another chance. And um, I think this is an important piece of your life. that She you're was f- reaching out at the time, too. Yeah, and I wasn't trying to hear it. And you were one of those people that at that time, you literally were like, you know, she's your mother. And it wasn't until my mother burned you Mm -hmm. that you, for the first time, understood the depth of my unwillingness to have a relationship with her. And I think that there are many other kids, young adults, and fully grown adults out there that have this type of dynamic with their parents. That outsiders don't understand why they choose not to have a relationship with them.
1: Correct. Well, not having a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. you can you can forgive someone and still choose not to have a relationship with them. The forgiving part is for your own personal he- emotional health, yeah. right? It's for your internal well-being. Yeah. It's for your the ability for you to go about life without carrying toxic emotions, uh, trauma, traum- traumatic emotions with you, um, because forgiveness is the is like the beginning of healing they say
0: that sounds so beautiful Uh, I'm not there yet (laughs) I definitely have not forgiven my parents for the things that I have went through in my life I'm not ready to forgive them yet and I think there's a lot that goes into that but I wanted to share some of the signs that someone can identify what is actually a toxic parent or what actually is a a parent that has a level of toxicity that is would potentially be somewhat sometimes unrecognizable. Like, you know, maybe some people may not view this as a toxic trait from their parent because they may just look at it like, oh, this is my parent. They are doing this because they're parenting me. Mm-hmm. Even though there could be a dynamic where the parent is parenting someone that's an adult or trying to parent someone that's an adult and it's fucking unnecessary. My situation was a little bit different. You know, my mother was toxic from from when i was very young i think sometimes the toxicity can develop over years and she also suffered from some mental illness so that scenario was a little bit different but i choose not to have a relationship with her mm-hmm. so there are times
1: well, let's 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 be clear uh, i choose not to have a relationship with her too right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> she made she made it clear that having a relationship <laughs> with her is very difficult yeah uh so...
0: it's it's actually it, it's um I don't even know if I can think of the word right now. But what I will say is this, I I find myself sometimes envious of other people's relationships with their parents. And when I hear them talk ill of their parents, sometimes in the back of my mind, I almost have the same type of dialogue that people would have towards me, which is, oh, they're your parents, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you should be so lucky that they're in your life and that but at the same time, I have to catch myself and realize that these parents a lot of the times are intrusive mm-hmm. into these children's lives and it and it's like a level of disrespect.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, I have to really value that my friends or you know acquaintances that when they speak this way of their parents, it's not that they have this like hatred towards them. It's that they have boundaries that they're trying to set and their parents are not respecting them. Yeah. So That's- that being said. There are some signs that you can identify if you have a toxic parent. And the first one that I want to share is if your parent is self-centered. So this would mean that the parent is only considering their own feelings in almost every scenario and never placing your feelings at hand. They're also going to be cosigning their bad behaviors as how they function and it should almost just be accepted. There's also like a level of narcissism that comes with that type of self-centeredness when a parent is willing to say things like, well, this is the way that I am. And you should be okay with that, you know, and or this is my house and these are my rules Mm -hmm. and it's my way or the highway type shit where they're not even going to give any consideration to your feelings. Or let's say you're not even living in the house anymore you're you're on your own. You're fucking grown as an adult. You got kids and all that shit. And you still have parents that let's say you call them to say hello. Hey mom, hey dad, how you doing? And the conversation immediately turns to well, the, you know, the conversation immediately turns to them just like berating you with things about their life and their feelings and not at any point just turning and go, "Hey, how's your day?" Yeah. Just to- totally centering every conversation or every experience Around them. I think a lot of the times parents will have this like idea that I'm the parent, I'm the higher power when it comes to the dynamic of parent and child.
1: Yeah, well, they, they're ex- they're, it's like, it sounds like a type of parent that expects um, 100% obedience. Yeah, it's
0: potential. also the type of parent that expects you to respect them with no respect given.
1: Right, right. And then if you challenge that in any which way, they become aggressive.
0: Yeah, so that's why I'm saying fuck these parents.
1: Well, fuck those parents, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good parents yeah, out there. Yeah, I'm saying
0: fuck these parents. But these, these type parents, of
1: parents that we're talking about in particular Yeah. Yeah. need to get your act together.
0: I literally have no problem saying fuck these parents. Um, I ch- made a very hard decision to separate myself from my mother. It wasn't easy, but I understood it was for the betterment of my like life. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are other people out there that they may be struggling with that. And they may be saying to themselves, oh, God, you know, this is my mother, this is my dad. I should, like, let them be a part of my life, even though that they are putting, you know, they're poisoning your overall livelihood. That shit can't happen. So another trait that a toxic parent may have is they're always seeking control. I also feel like this couple's right with being self-centered. When they make everything about themselves, they also want to be in control of everything that's happening. They're also not part of that. They're not valuing their own child's choices or their child's opinions. It's, again, that it's my way or the highway type shit. And that's even happening when kids are not living in the house. And I say kids, but I also mean like adults. I know many other grown adults that are friends of mine, acquaintances of mine, that they literally have been like... Yo, my mother and my father will just like come to my house unannounced and they'll be trying to tell me how to like raise my kids and do how to clean things in my house. This is the type of control that the parent is trying to enforce on their child, even when they're not longer, no longer under their yeah. own roof. Yeah,
1: that's part, kind of partially what the reason why I end up leaving home myself. Oh, cause yeah, it, yeah, because my stepmother um, was at that point being very very nosy and, and spending a lot of time being in my business mm. um and it just got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore and I just you know had to go she I don't know what it was at that point in time but you know I mean I wasn't I wasn't a kid I wasn't you know in my you were in your 20s those was in my early 20s uh you know at an age where you kind of want to give your child respect and privacy at that you know so they can kind of like feel like their own mm-hmm. but at that time i felt like she was even being more intrusive and more um <clears throat> excuse me more nosy about the things that i was doing yeah and so because i mean I, again i you, you know what granted in, in her defense i wasn't making the great greatest decisions at the time
0: i was gonna be yeah like, i wasn't Whoa. i really wasn't
1: but still again we didn't, we didn't even have like that kind of relationship yeah. where um She, like, I just don't feel like we had the relationship as to where she would need to overstep that boundary and try to be so much a part of my life when in the beginning of our relationship, she really wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, it was more, I just felt like she was more paranoid and more concerned about wanting to tell my dad about the things that I was doing because she, I think she kind of wanted me out. Mm -hmm. That's just my, I don't know that for a fact, but that's just my interpretation. Anyway, I just got to a boiling point where I had to go because she was being very intrusive.
0: Okay um well the joke was on her yeah uh so let's move on to the next uh toxic parent trait that you a parent could possibly have and will identify as them being toxic which is that they are harshly critical Mm. in this instance a parent is never taking the moment to reflect on their own mistakes and flaws but easily are ready to point the finger at any mishap in their child's life there's a lack of empathy it's almost as if they view this approach as helpful towards the child's growth, when in turn it's actually like traumatic. They think that they're helping them. Mm -hmm. So some examples of when a parent can be harshly critical is when a parent will uh, make comments about a child's appearance because their appearance doesn't fall in line with the parent's views of how they should look, whether it be their weight, how they choose to dress, how they choose to do their hair, Any of those features that a child may choose to exude in their own way, a parent could be harshly critical on it. In addition to that, it could be about the type of um, people that the child is choosing to bring home or the type of person that the child is choosing to date or marry.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I find these these instances so insane because a lot of the times when I see this type of commentary coming from a parent The parent is deeply flawed.
1: Well, I think that's where it comes from.
0: I would agree with you. But isn't there or do you think that there ever is like an aha moment for a parent like this? That they're like, wow, I'm literally here pointing the finger to my child and being so critical and so harsh on them. And I'm not taking a moment to reflect on like my own
1: yeah, I mean, I would like to think that there are those situations where parents have a moment where they realize that they're kind of acting out their their traumas on their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, by no way, shape or form are we trying to be insensitive to parents that have grown up with traumas. And that's precisely what they're doing is that they're acting out their traumas mm-hmm. onto their children. But I think that, you know, a lot of parents... Go through. I mean, I know parents. I know my brother has gone through that. Um, I know I have gone through that.
0: Yeah, I've, so
1: have I. You know, so I, I feel like that. Yes, there are parents that you know reach a point in their life where they realize, like, whoa, I'm causing more harm than I am good in this relationship, and I'm the cause of it, and it's because of my own personal traumas that I haven't dealt with. And and then eventually seek to resolve those traumas and eventually develop a better relationship with their children.
0: Wouldn't you say in a lot of in a lot of these instances, the parent then pushes the child farther away?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, with toxicity, aggression, not being supportive, um, you know, verbal abuse and all those things, you know, it's hard to have a close relationship with somebody when that's the type of energy that you project out to someone that you're supposed to love. So yeah, absolutely. There's a huge wedge that gets driven, you know, some, but you don't know what you don't know, right? If you're a parent, not only are you dealing with the frustration of raising a child, but when it comes to those frustrations, the only thing that you know of a solution is what you got as a child growing up, right? That's the only thing you can reflect back onto as what parenting is, right? So your child spills milk. Okay. So how do I act to this? I, obviously, I'm not happy about it. But when I spilt milk, this is what happened to me. So that's how I'm going to act myself. I don't, you know, I, you know, as a person, you don't know any better. Um,
0: I'm actually going to push back on that. I actually used to think like that for a long time. I used to think, what what better do I know? I had no positive examples of what it was to be a parent. And now later on in my life, I realized that there are many ways that you could find You can find examples of how to positively parent so for someone to say I don't know any better Especially in this day and age uh, Information is at your fingertips. I actually just finished reading a book called what girls need Because I literally said to myself. I literally almost have no clue how to positively Support and reinforce my daughter's journey and goal because I never had that instilled in me as a young woman Mm -hmm. so I only had really one example in my life, which was my aunt, and she did an amazing job at raising her daughter, but we now live very far apart from each other, I can call her, I know that that's, but I wanted to take it upon myself to find some other ways to give myself the information that I needed to have that, so I don't want that to be like an escape. Or, or well, like, a, excuse, not, me, not, excuse me, not an escape, like a... Uh, what's An that? excuse. Yeah. So no, I don't want to say excuse. I, I don't want parents to use that as a reason to say, oh, I didn't know any better.
1: Well, but I'd like to highlight the fact that you just, you said precisely that. Mm-hmm. At one point in time, you used to think that way. And then later on in life, you realized that there was other ways of thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So you yourself was a person that was going about life parenting, not knowing what you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that... As a parent, you're going to go through that. I mean, it's just like the beginning of parenting. Um, It's all new. You're learning about it. There's no book on parenting, quote unquote, as they say. You're kind of like just taking things as they go and trying to be the best parent that you can. Now, if you have traumatic experiences as a child that you had with your own parents, then that can easily get mixed up in the way that you're raising your own child. In a perfect world, one would like to think that a parent reflects on the actions that they do on, you know that they have with their children, and learn from those, and grow to be a better parent, and then that's when the the pivot happens, where, yeah. where where a parent now realizes that there are options, there are better ways to go about raising your children, and act, you know, and how you respond to the things that they do.
0: Yeah, I always like to say that the library is free.
1: The library is free.
0: I actually yeah. just got the book of uh, Fire and Blood for House of Dragons at the library for free.
1: Right, but you have to want. You have to want to change, right? You have to want to be better, right? You have to, it's the self-reflecting portion of it has to be going on. So if you have a parent who's not doing that, then they're just acting in toxicity. They're living in toxicity.
0: And that is, is, I'm so happy that you brought it back to that, is that they're not looking to self-reflect. That's part of the toxic trait that if you need to have like an identifier in your parent, if they're not willing to look into other ways to change the way that they behave, then you know that you have a toxic parent on your hands. Absolutely. All right, so the last one that I have is is um, signs that you may have a toxic parent is, is that they lack boundaries. Mm-hmm. So in this instance, they're inserting themselves into your life without regard or concern of how it may affect you. And it could even be, in the aspect of it being physical you know them just showing up at your house unannounced um them inviting themselves to functions that you had no intention on inviting them on them when you're you know speaking to them maybe over the phone or whatever there's them just placing themselves in the experience that you had no intention of putting them in or It could be what I would consider non-tangible in the sense of like maybe they're making comments or trying to give advice about how you should conduct your relationship or how you should conduct your marriage. You know, they're not they they're not respecting your boundary being like, hey, mom or dad, listen, this is my husband or wife or this is my relationship. And, you know, this is how I'm going to go about doing things. And them going, yeah, I actually don't give a fuck. I'm gonna tell you what I think you should do regardless of these boundaries that you're trying to set with me. Because I know that there's a lot of parents that they think that they know better Mm -hmm. and they're just gonna bogard your shit and tell you what they think that you should be doing in your life.
1: Right.
0: Now I personally don't have that problem. I actually have the complete opposite. I have no parent giving me any fucking advice and sometimes I find myself in instances where I wish I did Where there are times where you and I go through a hard time, and I'm like, "Who do I call?" Have no mom, right? And not sure as how not calling my father because he's one of those people that I can't get a word in. I literally call him, and I think I say about three words, which is yes, okay, and oh really? That's four words, but whatever.
1: You know, all things, all things, you know, being said, I, you know, you. I feel like you still managed to create. Somewhat of a support system um, throughout your life as oh, you were growing up, you know. And thank I think that, God that's, for that. And that's the that's the important part.
0: And that is a that is a that's attributed to my friends. Yes. And to my husband.
1: And, and to a special family member.
0: Yeah, my aunt yes. M- Melissa. Like she's my fucking angel. Yes. She, she's my angel. She's my angel too. Yeah, she literally is the one person in my life from when I was very little that I attest yeah. a lot of my. Ability to see things in a better light. Her and more and even so, too, now my brother. She
1: has literally saved both of us in our own different ways.
0: Yeah. 1,000%, One, 1, right? To 3,000% to, uh, is what... Um, to
1: infinity and beyond. To uh, what Tony Stark <laughs> says. Yeah.
0: So now that I've shared some of the signs that you can potentially see in a toxic parent, I would love for you to share with us what you have about ways that someone can deal with these type of things. Right. So because it's it's real easy to just say, oh, yeah, this is the way that a parent could be toxic. Yeah. And
1: now just go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because
0: fuck these parents, yeah, fuck
1: these parents. Um, you know, so what I'd like to know is what were some of the ways that you coped with living in a toxic household?
0: Wow. evil. that's actually a really great question. Um, some of the ways that I coped with living in a toxic household. Yeah. I probably did one of the worst things that you can do, which is I I buried and hid a lot of my emotions.
1: I'm glad that you were able to share it in that light.
0: Yeah, I had a lot of feelings about what I was going through as a young girl and as a teenager that I chose just to keep private and locked away in Pandora's box. And I know now that that is the worst thing that you can do. I wish I would have spoken up more and found ways to share my trauma, but unfortunately I was a young girl and I didn't really have access to it. And ladies and gentlemen, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. Like, that type of stuff wasn't really, (sighs) the conversation of that kind of stuff didn't happen the way that it happens now.
1: Right, well, in your case, You know, something happened where you were um, you saw that, you know, that the if the truth came out about the way that your household ran, Mm -hmm. you could have potentially been taken away. So your immediate reaction was to suppress the truth.
0: Yeah, I would have been taken away for the second time.
1: Yeah. So you because I got taken away, I got
0: taken away one time and then I was afraid that if I spoke up. The second time that it would happen yeah. to me again because I was still a minor.
1: So instinctually, instinctively, yeah, you suppress the truth. And that's how you went about suppressing everything
0: mm-hmm. that
1: was traumatic about the way you grew up.
0: But I actually did it before I got taken away. Yes, I know that. Because I knew that if I went to school and they were like, hey, Gina, how you doing? I'm like, actually not so great because my mother hasn't been home for three days. And um, I've been eating many sandwiches.
1: Right. That's precisely what <laughs> I'm talking about. You knew that yeah. if, this stu- if this stuff came to light, it would be a problem. And yeah. it would bring problems to your house, and that's the last thing you wanted. So you became very good at suppressing all of it and making everything seem like everything was all right.
0: Yeah. So that's how I coped. And for anybody that knows me, please don't do that.
1: So that <laughs> I, you know, that's the precise reason why I wanted to ask this question. I wanted you to speak about, you know, one of the ways not to deal with living in a toxic household, and then I wanted to kind of go into some of the ways that you should deal with living in a toxic household
0: i'm so excited to hear this
1: so five reasons five ways and tips that i have on dealing with toxic parents or living in a in a toxic household is one practice self-care and what i mean by practice self-care is having toxic parents can take an emotional toll on you maintaining a good self-core is essential for dealing with any stress in your life Make an effort to do at least one positive and healthy activity for yourself each week to alleviate the stress. You might also do something like meditation or exercise or art or reading or take a walk in the park or try to figure out something that gives you the 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 release of dopamine, the release of joy, right? Something that's going to make you feel good that you're doing for yourself so that something feels right. A lot of people don't, you know, they don't, they don't make it a focal point to to, to self-care for themselves. They just kind of day in and day out deal with the traumatic ex- emotions that are going on in their, in their household. And like yourself, don't do anything about it or suppress it, or just kind of just every day in and day out, just taking these blows and just acting like nothing happened without maintaining and trying to What's the word I'm looking for? Trying to make a home out of their emotions, you know. So, I think that's very important. I think that that would have been helpful for you at that young age if you had known to do that, to kind of do things that were that were good for your self-esteem.
0: It's interesting that you say that. One of the things that I actually really enjoyed doing when I was younger, that I was when I was going through that experience, was I ran track in high school. And you loved it. I loved it. I loved it for a lot of different reasons. I loved it because it was hard. I loved it because it challenged me. I loved it the most because of the team environment that I was in and the love that I felt for my team. And when we traveled to like meets and shit like Mm. that, I felt like a fucking queen with my team, you know, because we were all so connected in this way of running together and, you know, doing things together. I then carried that on to later in my life where I started to work out and become more fit running became an outlet for me I actually still love to run I consider it like my reset where I get on the treadmill or I go outside and it's hard and I put myself through it because it like resets my brain because I'm like if I can do this hard thing then anything that I come in contact with Mm -hmm. this week is is gonna be nothing
1: And the fact that you were able to involve yourself in something that that surrounded you around people that eventually became your teammates you Mm kind of became a family it gave you that thing that you were missing from home so that made that experience that much more special for you
0: yeah for sure i actually had to fight for that too because my mother at the time wanted me to pick up my little brother from Mm -hmm. school And I remember getting into a really um, intense argument with her. And I turned around and I was like, he's not my fucking kid. Find a way to get him picked up. I'm going to join the track team.
1: Well, that's a good thing that you stood up for yourself. because I did.
0: But in the end, I wind up taking care of my little brother anyway.
1: (laughs) For a long time, too. For
0: a long time. I love that little motherfucker. But go ahead. Yeah,
1: he's great. Um, Another thing that is helpful when dealing with toxic parents or living in a toxic household is um, remember that your feelings and experience are valid. And what I mean by that is um, you may have been felt like your emotions were wrong. Uh, Remember that whatever you think and feel that your experience deserves to be recognized, your family may not be able to support you in this way, but you can give yourself this recognition. That is like the classic living in a toxic household relationship um is like where the child's emotions are meant to feel like they're not shit
0: yeah they're being totally disregarded what
1: you say what you feel is meaningless has no power um so take it take it make it make it an important part of your life to tell yourself that your feelings do matter because in that moment only you're going to be able to give yourself that recognition because you're obviously not getting it from the people that you look up to so
0: or the people that you live with because you may not look up to them
1: yeah well i mean we're talking about the parents in this particular case yeah you know which is sad you know but it is what it is um second is uh have realistic expectations you know
0: second you mean
1: third did i start from four or five
0: you start from five you said self-care yes sorry yeah uh so
1: so third um have realistic expectations You know, if you know your parents are toxic, then expect them to be Uh, toxicity in a in a in a child's life from their parents is what I would like to describe as an obstacle, something that, you know, you want to try to avoid any in any which way possible. So being realistic and just knowing the devil that you dance with. Gives you the opportunity to be able to avoid the toxicity whenever it presents itself. It's it, whenever it presents itself, so it's important to just, you know, be real about it. Don't be in denial about it. Don't try not. Don't try not, Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to um, pacify it in any way. You know, excuse, Oh, my parents just like this. Oh, they're just like that. They're just like this. Fine. But that doesn't take away from the fact that they're toxic.
0: Yeah, uh, don't make it I think don't make excuses for, for their that. behavior. Yes, thank
1: you, yes, thank you for that. Don't make excuses for their behavior. You know, call it, you know, call the kettle black. It is what it is. And as long as you're able to do that, and it's very important that you do that, you'll be able to see it coming and you'll be able to avoid it as much as possible. I think the more that you're able to avoid it, the less um, you'll absorb it and the less you'll have it to carry these emotions, you know. And it's kinda like you know, doing the whole Matrix thing, you know, the Neo, where you kind of just... You know, when the toxicity comes your way, you just whew, let that fly by you, you know? I actually I actually did that a lot. I will say
0: that that sounds a little bit easier said than done. I think if you are not living in the household anymore, that may be a little bit easier. I well, think that if you are a young person in a house and you're dealing with these type of parents, a- avoidance of their toxic behavior may not be as easy.
1: I'm speaking from experience.
0: Okay, so I just... I just want to give you an example. I also speak from experience dealing with toxic parents mm-hmm. and having to deal with their interactions. There are times even when you try to avoid it they they meet you head on.
1: I know I get that.
0: So what is a way that you think I would love if you based on your experience and like you know us being parents as well, how do you think someone that lives in a house that is dealing with a toxic parent? and is really trying to be realistic about their parents' behavior, how do you think they should, if they just can't avoid it, right? Because avoidance sometimes is avoiding an obstacle if it's the only avenue. So, for example, like, you know, when you're trying to go down a road and it's been blocked, but that's the only road you can go down, what other...
1: So, what I mean by avoiding it is not allowing it to affect you. Not... not... Allowing not you allowing yourself to absorb the toxicity. Like okay. I'm not saying that you know there's you can avoid the whole situation mm-hmm. because I've been in many situations where they were unavoidable. The thing is, is when I say when I say you know be realistic about your environment and about the situation that you're in um, is calling it for what it is. Right. Um, you know this iPad is an iPad. Let's we're being real about it, right? I'm recognizing this as an iPad. So if you if by me recognizing my my father at the time as being a very toxic person in many ways, whenever his toxicity presented itself, uh, me personally, I just didn't let it bother me because I because I just I I identified him as being toxic.
0: So you said it you you said you didn't let it bother you. Tell in me most e- cases, yes. Okay, so tell me exactly how you went about not letting it bother you. Like, what exactly did you do? because I think that's so key
1: so I just didn't take it personal right I didn't take it personal because it's not I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't look at the situation oh as he didn't like me mm-hmm. right he felt this way about me mm-hmm. and I feel like that that for, for me in that situation would have hurt my feelings if he's yelling at me and cursing at me he must not like me he hates me you know that right there would hurt my feelings yeah but rather than looking at it that way, no, he's just toxic. And that has nothing to do with the way that he feels about me. It's just who he is as a person. So therefore, seeing it in that light helped me deal with not taking it personal. Yeah. You know, whenever he exploded and just... that's 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 He's dealing with his own traumatic emotions. He obviously has a lot of things that he hasn't processed in his life. And I feel like if he did, he wouldn't be acting this way. So that's just who he is as a person.
0: Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yes. I think that is so fucking key because... <sighs> Not taking something personal and knowing, identifying that it is them and not you, yeah. that shit is so key because it gives you power.
1: It gave me a lot of peace, too.
0: Yeah. it ge- You literally just took the words I'm off. I was going to say yeah. it gives you a lot of power and it gives you a lot of peace. In that same instance, I think about you and I. There were times in the beginning of a relationship where you would blow up and I would just be mm-hmm. like, he,
1: he has a problem. That's just who I was at the moment.
0: I gotta go, mm-hmm. <laughs> cause this ain't got nothing to do with me. And it, I found peace in that, because I wasn't in, I wasn't inserting myself into that, right. in, Into that, into that, you know, that equation. Yeah. So I think it's so amazing that you were able to identify that. Yeah. You have a way, you know. You, the force is strong with you, Evo.
1: You know what's funny, right? <laughs> my favorite thing, my favorite thing, my dad's favorite word was motherfucker. Right? <laughs> motherfucker, motherfuck this, motherfuck that, right? And I, I used to just tell my yo,
0: hold on, real quick fuck these parents <laughs> Go
1: ahead. i remember i used to tell myself like i'm not a motherfucker <laughs> like what is what is he talking about and i used to like i <laughs> i remember i used to like i used to laugh at it you know what i mean because like oh man you know I just it was just his way of expressing <laughs> his anger and yeah. frustration he had no other you know like I feel like it's like yeah, he
0: was so uneloquent about I it I used to
1: imagine like one of the first words that he learned when he came to this country <laughs> was probably motherfucker you know somebody called him a motherfucker out of anger and so that's how he expressed his anger to anybody called him a motherfucker
0: you know what that reminds me of in the movie Luca right. where they come out of the ocean and he's like What's the wrong with you, a yeah. stupido? <laughs> and people were like, "What the fuck?" Exactly. And it's because they had that, they had just learned that.
1: And so, you know what's interesting? That was the the beginning of me not allowing certain words to affect me by able by just taking a moment to recognize that 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 those words are no they're no tr- there's nothing true about them. Yeah, they have they hold no, no truth. They hold no truth. You know what I mean? Especially from the person that they're coming from, and so.
0: That's great. I, l- I literally love that story. so i i feel like you have two more
1: i do um so
0: that was great
1: uh number four is wait you
0: mean number two i love you
1: i am all messed up with these numbers (laughs) yes sorry number two thank you for that gina you're welcome uh rely on your support system you know as children we instinctively rely on our parents but when that's not an option don't hesitate to reach out to loved ones if you need to vent out about your feelings or brainstorm solutions
0: I love the brainstorm solutions part of it.
1: Yeah, I think that that's very important. You know, um, keeping it bottled up and sealed. I mean, obviously, like, as you clearly said, do not do. Keeping all these things bottled up inside is a recipe for disaster later on in your life. Well, it's
0: basically, it's a volcano waiting to erupt is what it is. And it didn't erupt until I was in my late 30s. And um, I was already (laughs) a mother of three, married more than 10 years, and that was not healthy for the environment that I was in, for those feelings to erupt at the time that it did. I think that um, I know that therapy is not an option for everybody because therapy, I think, is a luxury.
1: It is. It, It is very much a luxury.
0: But what I will tell you is this the library is free.
1: The library is free.
0: And I yes. and I'm I say that jokingly before but I mean that truthfully now. There are so many books that I have read in the past 2-3 years that have been so helpful to my overall healing when it comes to my traumatic experiences in my life and a lot of those books I got from the library for free. I researched things that would be, you know, self-help. Yeah. And I was able to read them and it like empowered me. So I think that that's a great way for someone, you know, rely on other resources. Yeah.
1: Because of this, um, we we actually like to, um, we actually like to have an environment here at home where our kids are allowed to speak and talk, and they're given a platform to say how they feel, even about us, you know, and things that they may, f- so that we can all learn from each other. And I want to point out that one time we had a friend over. And we were just kind of being who we are as a family. We were mm-hmm. all talking. We were as, you know, we were all hanging out as a group. And, you know, the boys were talking the way that they were. And we were talking about, you know, interesting topics. And they were, you know, they were.
0: I think we were talking like about like sexuality. Yes. And all all of that this stuff. Kind of right. Stuff. We we're having
1: a conversation about sexuality and different sexes and all this other stuff. And a really interesting conversation we were having with our kids. And our friend at the time um, started crying.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember this. And
1: they started crying because they were so blown away how free the children were able to speak amongst their parents. And she went on to say that she didn't have that dynamic at home. And we actually gave her a platform to be able to talk and let all that stuff out. Yeah. Uh, so I think that in that moment, you know, we were her support system. But I just, you know, I wanted to point out how oh, important. Wow, that's,
0: that's such a great... That's such a great. I didn't even think of yeah, that. Yeah, I wanted
1: to point how important it was for for her to have someone to speak to in that moment about that situation. Yeah, and I think that it was very therapeutic for her at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you are living in a toxic household, be sure to have some type of support system, something, someone you know, whether it's family, brothers, siblings, cousins, cousins, friends that you can trust with what's going on in your life. But definitely, um, talk. Talk it all out. Yeah, and uh, lastly, coming number in one. at number one is, in the event that you don't have a support system, get additional support if you need it. If you feel like you don't, you don't have enough positive support, consider joining a support group, like for like there's support groups that are for children with toxic parents, or you can also um, join different groups like uh, groups that deal with anxiety, depression. Uh, childrens of children of alcoholic parents, like all of these,
0: or like parents that have drug abuse. Yeah. Yes,
1: all of these groups, they end up being support systems for children who are dealing with toxic parents who don't have a support system within their own family. So, if you feel like that you that you know you're listening to us and right prior to this you were like yeah that's all great but I don't even have that. There are groups out there. I mean, Yeah. You, like you know what I mean, and they're free to go to. Um, most of these people, they, they, they do it out of, out of charity, out of the kindness of their heart, because they know that there are people out there that need places to go where they can speak to other people and, you know, release these emotions and just feel like they have somebody in their life that they can go to and talk to.
0: And this is something that when I was growing up, this was not afforded to me, you know, the internet Opened up a whole new world of access to help or access to information yes. that I did not have. And I feel so happy for the younger generations, even though sometimes that access to that information can be harmful. But in this instance, I think it can be beneficial.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's important to point out that a lot of these things, if they go unspoken about, mm-hmm. are the catalyst of a person becoming depressed right um think about the word you know depress you know you have you have this pressing this mounting pressure on something that presses down Mm -hmm. so when you're carrying these traumatic emotions they're weighted down on you and they press down on your emotions they depress you the opposite of depression is expression it is the is how you reverse engineer depression and if you do not talk about these things you're not expressing you need to express in order to alleviate depress so don't be shy don't be too proud don't feel like like you're some type, some type of sucker or loser or desperate you know like your life sucks because you went to some support group to speak to some random people about what's going on in your life because you don't have nobody to talk to you're going to you're going to you're going to find yourself in a place later on in life where you're going to be depressed because you're going to be carrying all these emotions and something may happen you, know, you may go 5, twen- 15, 20 years finding your life thinking that you know you moved on, but then something's going to happen that's going to trigger those emotions from your childhood, and then that's just going to spring out like fucking Pandora's box. And then you're going to have to fucking deal with that shit. Yeah. Right? Am I ringing a bell right now? That's me. Yeah, exactly. So find a way to express yourself, whether it's with close friends or family or with a group. I th- actually, I think that feeling like I feel like with a group is better. Because you're going and you're talking to people that have that are like minded. They not only are they like minded, but they're not within your close circle. So you have the ability to like really let out and vent mm. all of these things without yeah. anyone in your family really knowing what's going on if that's if that's the type of approach that you really yeah, want to have. It can
0: be like a judgment free zone.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Which is great. Uh Evo, I think that's a great way to wrap this up. Absolutely. That was actually beautifully said. Thank you. As you always do, Evo's evil beyond his guru shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like as always, I really enjoyed having this conversation with you. If you enjoy listening to Evo and I's conversations here on Shit Talk Fridays, all he ask is that you either like, subscribe, share. I don't know. however you think you can support us. want to leave a review on any of the platforms that we're streaming on because like we're literally on everything we're on fucking spotify we're on apple we're on google we're on amazon we're on we're on youtube we're on all of them uh we would love if you would take the time and do that for us if you are consuming our content and you enjoy it if you hate us then fuck it i don't know what to tell you (laughs) (laughs) keep it pushing right but with that being said until next friday ladies and gentlemen peace peace out. out